We're ready to go. Okay. Oh. Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm John, and let's get to the sponsors first thing off. Uh, Willow Creek Custom Calls. Dot com. Get a hold of Brad. He'll hook you up. His Cali spec calls badass. It's opening day of duck season today while we're recording this. I'm sure there was many a spec that died by one of them calls today. So anyway, give him a call. 20% off with the Filthy Spoon promo. And then, of course, how could we forget? Superior Equipment Repair for all your truck and equipment needs. You can call us 833-343-7351. Or 530-888-0795. We'll take care of you. Everybody knows that, man. So, and remember, extension 3 if you want to talk to me. But I usually don't uh, answer, but I will uh, call you back. So, anyway, and Pinto Ridge Taxidermy. Can't forget about them. Old Adam, awesome guy. Awesome guy. I can't wait to tell him this deer story that I had because he's a deer hunter. So, he is uh, generous enough to give every guest we have on. I said that again last week. I fucked it up. He is going to give one lucky guest from this whole year a mounted bird that come on. We're going to put it in like one of them old style bingo things and pick a name. Or we'll probably throw it in a hat or I might just pick who I like best. There's no telling, but somebody's going to win a mounted bird. So why not be you? So anyway, that's it. And here we are. We have Chad Smith with us. And we have Abel. You remember Abel? He was on last week. So, for all you haters uh, that gave me all this crap because it's duck season, I got to try to fill this tag. And we've had a very adventurous weekend this weekend up here. It's uh, Saturday night. Feels like I've been here a week. It's only been uh, two days. I feel kind of like Clark Griswold when he came home from the Vegas vacation movie with everything gone. Is kind of how I feel. You know, I just you know just go home empty, but. We're not done yet. We got one more day. So, anyway, with uh, no further ado, let's get to Chad. How's it going, Chad? Very good. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I appreciate it. And, uh, but you know, John's not giving himself all the credit that he deserves. Uh, John walked <laughs> higher than anyone probably ever has <laughs> in, in his area, and uh, it just didn't work out. But uh, I, hey, it was, I, I gained a lot of respect for John today, uh, for even going up there. But uh, I mean, there was a buck spotted by Abel, and and John went, pursued it, and uh, it was a long ways away. Well, you but sh- uh, he he did it. Well, getting a little bit of street cred out of a guy like you that's hunted stuff all over the country and North America. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, well, you know, early enough in the morning. What was I going to say? No. You know, it was the one, the, you know, it's been pretty tough up here. And it was the one buck we caught in a time frame that we could chase. And I, I couldn't say no. I mean, I, that's a long fucking way. But at the same time, I, you know, you know, trumped off in my slip-on Justin boots up the hill with a <laughs> bottle of water. And a decent enough attitude. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you look through it through the spotting scope. I asked you, hey, you sure? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I hey, hey, I said and I and I don't doubt you to hey, I, we need to try, dude. I wasn't gonna sit there at the truck and say, Oh no, it's too far. You know? I called Chad and said, Hey, can you bring an extra backpack? Because he don't have one. <laughs> oh, Chad so, goes. <laughs> so so I I, I I arrive up to the situation and uh 
with Abel, and John's on top of the world, and Abel says, hey, come over the ridge so we can see you, and John comes over the ridge, and this rock pile, like, it looks like the moon, <laughs> and uh, John pokes over, and I'm like, asked Abel, I'm like, does he not have a backpack on? No. I'm like, what's he drinking for water? I gave him a bottle of water when he <laughs> left. I mean, he gave him a bottle of water, you know, four miles ago. <laughs> and I don't know how many thousand or maybe a thousand feet. I oh, no, probably 1,500-foot <laughs> elevation gain. And he did offer me two, but I didn't want to carry that. He learned survival <laughs> skills out there. Okay. I, I see John up there, like, just uh, – like hunting old school, like his <laughs> rifle over his shoulder and just ready to rock and roll. <laughs> like, I I wanted to skip out of there because I was like, geez, you're going to kill this poor guy. <laughs> well, yeah, and I got a beer gut on me. I'm an office guy now, so I'm out of shape. But I, I've always been pretty spry. No, so. that was pretty impressive, though, John. I I appreciate it that I your hard work. Appreciate all the help. I mean, yeah. you you deserve a, a a really nice buck for what you've gone through in the last couple weeks so well i think it was a little bit of the duck gods uh raining some hate on me that i missed opening week oh definitely yesterday they did oh yeah, oh, yeah not no, today yeah. but oh, yeah, yeah yeah that this was today's shit show today's shit show was 10 times better than yesterday's shit show oh, yeah. at least we were on a buck it didn't work out they kind of moved around we didn't spook them or anything anyway in and, and i couldn't go over just another ridge i just i, I couldn't do it dude one more ridge that's all it is <laughs> i think it would have been a hundred more ridges but anyway you know today was good i i feel good about it i'm gonna be in a wheelchair by the morning but i feel good about it now but yesterday was the epic shit show of all shit shows and uh <laughs> i mean all we can do is laugh about it now <laughs> You know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're getting out of the box. You know, this X6B has been a little bit tough this year. I'm hunting with guys that know what the fuck they're doing. These guys aren't fucking rookies up here. And we've covered a lot of ground. And when I say that, we're not road hunting in the traditional sense of riding around looking out the window. We're finding open spots. We're glassing. We're, we're, we're hunting the way you're supposed to hunt these deer. And it just, it's been slim pickings. And uh, we went, you know, outside of... Doyle, and we took my side by side, my trusty side by side. It's meant to get me to a duck blind and back, and we're going to take it up to the mountains. And uh, we went a little bit back, and I tried to climb a hill, and I blew the fucking thing up. And we're about seven miles back in there, right, Abel? Yeah, we were a ways back in there. I yeah, mean, I don't know how far, but we we're a ways back in there. Well, I don't mean to disrupt here, but uh, I'm sitting here with two mechanics <laughs> and so they call me that their battery's dead so i bring a new battery up there well anyways it was just, more than just bringing a battery up there you drove no from, but you but could have no, made it to maryland by the amount of miles of travel probably. but yeah no the battery's dead but not uh but so they they thought the battery was dead but these are mechanic guys but it's a blowing engine, not a well, battery. Remember issue. when I got in the truck? I told you I don't think it's a blowing battery. Uh, not a blown battery. Come on, or, uh, a, I I don't think a it's low. a dead battery. Yeah. I was very nervous about that from the start. I was trying to go up this sand hill, and I'm know. on the phone with the customer, and yeah, I, yeah. 
And it's not a sand hill. It's a sand mountain. Yes. Yeah. That they attempted Am three I or stupid four times. No, yeah, I, I attempted it with Abel in it, and then his phone rang, so he got out. I'm like, you know what? And it died once then. Yeah, you know, customers calling, I get get out, talk on the phone like we were talking about last week. If a customer calls, we're yeah, going to we pick call. up. Yep, yep, we call. So Abel gets out, and my stupid white trash mind thinks, oh, well, the 99 pounds of Abel getting out of here. I'm going to make it up this fucking hill. He must be the weight in this side-by-side. Side. It ain't my ice chest full of 60 beers and my 240 fucking pounds. It's little Abel. So I tried it again, and and it was done. And like I say, we're about seven miles back in the, like, Area 51 or something, man. We were in the middle Close. of freaking nowhere. <laughs> I mean, we seen fighter jets flying over. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Three or four times. Yeah. Yep. They flew uh, right over top yeah, of Yeah, I mean, super low, too. That was the, cool. The first time us going in, it, like, we could have reached out and fucking damn near touched them. Yeah. No, that that was super cool. So, I mean, God bless Chad. We would have been screwed to the max if Chad hadn't his little Toyota hadn't come in there and saved our well, ass. Well, I mean, I'm trying to talk Chad in, and everything's private land. He can't get to us. So, uh, he did it. Fuck. You had to do 100 miles with them. That little mountain. Yeah, like. but it was it, it wasn't Abel's fault. It was my fault. I was I was confused going different directions. But uh, yeah, well, it's a bit. It all worked out though. Worked the, out. I mean, it was perfect. Like we got up there and and we were able to drive to the side by side. You guys are leaving at one point. I walked seven motherfucking miles <laughs> hey, through I, the fucking desert. I said, "Hey, <laughs> I can walk." No, I said. You might want to take your gun. No, I'm not taking my gun. Well, this was getting to be like kind of a like you know rescue situation. So I my my aspect of deer hunting at that point was a little more of like we got to get this fucking thing out of here. I'm not abandoning my side by side here, and so that's why I did. And it didn't matter. I walked through the a whole country and didn't see a sign of deer one. Nope. But I did find. I'll, and we'll send a picture up on Instagram. You can see my most unlucky horseshoe that I found about halfway through that trek and I brought back. It's bent. It's fucked up. It's the most unluckiest horseshoe in the world. But uh, anyway, I, luckily, and Chad was able, I seen his truck. I was like, oh, thank God. And uh, he took a little bit different route in than us, and we got back, and we drug it back. And I was trying to keep that cables tight, but I was smoking my fucking brakes off, dude. We're going downhill. I'm trying to keep on them, but those brake pads are like tic-tac-sized little pucks. And I'm like, they were smelling them and everything. I'm like, dude, I'm going to smoke them. So Chad's trying. It's so hard to tow something like that downhill. But Oh, and it wasn't even downhill. It was going through <laughs> giant ravines. It was over. You know, like, like I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to tow them up this hill. But so when I saw John, like, good thing Abel, like, led me to him because if I would have saw John out there standing, I, w I would have thought it was Sasquatch. <laughs> there, would have been a, there would have been a sighting of Sasquatch <laughs> yeah. in well, the desert. Big old like fat that one in Colorado, bastard. right? Yep. No, it would have been better than that because <laughs> we were in the desert. You know, like there would have been a Sasquatch on in the desert. Yeah, that would have been even better. So, yeah. yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no... Thank goodness for John for walking off that mountain to help me get up there. And, uh, no, it, it was perfect. I mean, you know, like when 
you're fucked. You're only 40% That's fucked. That's what you said, and you were completely right. And I mean, mind you, so we get back to my truck. Everything's good. We okay. All right. Well, side by side, blown well, up. But. No, the side by side, as soon as we got it back to the truck, Chad's like, hey, Abel, why don't you try starting it? Well, a little backstory. We, you know, we, we pulled the plug out. We shot some WD in there. We yeah. just turned it over a little better. It's like, okay. So we threw that bumpy ride back, and then Chad's like, try it. And then go ahead, Abel. It fucking fired up. It knocking. <laughs> it's knocking. <laughs> so Chad's like, all right, we'll unhook the winch off his truck. And he's like, just drive it up on the trailer. Drive it up on the trailer. We're getting it strapped down. Got it strapped down. John Sandbag. Says it. Abel, where are my keys? I look at him <laughs> like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? It's your truck. Yep. It started, and uh, yeah, we're looking. He's checking all his pockets, his oh, lunch yeah, bowl, everything. Oh yeah, I got a little purse I put on the front of my Yeti here that I pack, and I knew I wouldn't put him there. I put him in my pocket, but for whatever reason, evidently, and when we were rolling out, I, I had to get something more out of my cab, and we were driving away when I locked it. And I kind of retraced. I wasn't going to retrace the seven miles back to where the side-by-side was. But I went, well, we went right through here. See a little black thing in the road right behind Chad's truck. And uh, and I wasn't involved in any of this. No, I no, you're not at all. Right. No, 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 no. Just no. so everyone knows. No, like no, no. This was no, 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 no. Yeah, but well, I shouldn't say right behind. It was about 15 feet behind. But anyway, Chad's not that Chad stupid. ran him over. But he, how would he have known? You know, he's dragging some fucking idiot in a side-by-side down the hill. There are my keys. So, literally, instead of putting them in my pocket, I must have just thrown them on the fucking ground. In the middle of the road, I guess. <laughs> I, I would have thought that I wasn't drunk, I wasn't hungover, I wasn't anything. But my keys were in the middle of the fucking road. Thank God that tweaker dude we seen rolling up there with that crazy hair and that car with no front end didn't find those keys and take my Chevrolet to Reno or something. It's about fucking... What, 40 yards from your truck? So he could have. He could have, yes. That would have been the best thing for you. But see, so this is how, just like Chad said, this 40% fucked. Yesterday could have been like, Abel and me could have fucking died out there. (laughs) And Chad come and saved our ass. And then the key debacle, that created a whole nother situation. And I'm running through ideas in my head. And you can't bring a tow truck driver out there to make you a fucking key. So I mean, it 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 was it was looking a little bleak, but luckily, uh, like I say, I did like uh, Hansel and Gretel and kind of retraced my steps and found the key, loaded up our you know, blown up side by side and headed back to the house that Chad's gracious enough to let us stay in, and uh, we gave it hell this morning. And then we we kind of did this backwards. We told that story, but anyway, that's enough about our weekend. We're gonna get into Chad Smith and his. Chad is a badass hunter. Uh, you're going to see the pictures we got on Instagram. He's hunted all over the place, killed all kinds of cool stuff, got people on all kinds of cool stuff. He's got an Instagram, uh, Sierra Backcountry. You should check it out. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about a, a video. He has a, basically a viral video, I guess. It's on YouTube and it uh, about a goat hunt up in Canada. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, we can go into that, but I mean, go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself, Chad, and you know, we let we work into your <laughs> damn goat story. Well, you kind of got me off guard there a little bit. Like, 
I didn't know that that's how we're going to go into this, but nobody it, ever does. So yeah, so I uh uh 3 years 2 years ago, 3 years ago went to British Columbia and and hunted mountain goats. Uh it was a dream of mine that I uh had for years and years and years and and I just dreamt about it. And my wife was like, "You better do it now or you're never going to do it ever and so she helped me out and was able to go up there and and uh, hunt mountain goats with uh bc backcountry and beyond uh dustin Rowe. um great guy great guide uh and had the time of my life and uh i sure wish i i sure want to do it again um it was an experience that I mean, I don't know if anyone would ever know unless they did it themselves, you know. Like, it, it's a tough deal. and uh, But he pushed me and, and kept me going. And uh, we gained 4,000-foot elevation and a half a mile. That's crazy, man. To get to this goat. I mean, it took us all day long to get to the goat. And... Uh, I was able to harvest a, a a Boone and Crockett goat. Um, we scored fifty and two eights, um, just over Boone and Crockett. But I didn't care. I was I didn't care what I killed. I just wanted the goat, um, and it was a dream that I've dreamt about forever. Well, the, I I've watched a video multiple times, and at the beginning where you guys are going up on this one and then you like literally almost step on one and you try to take a, you know, a hail Mary shot. How the hell? Was I mean, you, you had, there's nothing you could do there. I mean, you had to try, but right. I mean, it, it, you know, it's funny. Cause I thought that was the end of my hunt. Uh, I missed the goat at 15 yards. Uh, and I thought that was the end of my hunt. Cause like, why would someone else, why would Dustin pursue, helping me when I missed one at 15 yards. And he pursued with it and was just like, found one on top of this mountain. And he was like, you want to go after it? And I'm like, heck yeah. And and so we did. But I really thought my hunt was over when I missed my first the goat. Well, I mean, I seen the video. I mean, it wasn't like you were sitting there staged, taking deep breaths. This, I mean, you damn near stepped on the fucking thing before it jumped up. It was like, holy shit. The fact that you even got a shot off is amazing. Well, it was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life, <laughs> like even shooting at that. Because if you draw blood in Canada, your hunt's over. Oh, so, oh, you might have screwed yourself. I could have. I really could have, like, really screwed myself, like, shooting it. Like, you know, if I drew blood, that was the end of my hunt. Yeah. We were hunting that goat, period. And I missed it completely, obviously. I mean, in the video, I mean, it shows that I missed it completely. But, um, I mean, you were completely surprised by it. You guys thought he was in a completely different area. Yeah, we thought he was going to come up above us uh, on these cliff faces, and uh, he just 
walked right up behind us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what a weird deal. Yeah, no, I mean those goats are they're 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 funny creatures. You know, they don't have many predators, and yeah, he just walked right up behind us and and surprised us and and uh, but I mean. Hindsight 2020 is so thankful that I missed them because I ended up killing a better goat um, two days later. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. But it was a lot of work to go get another goat, you know. Oh, like, yeah. You had to do it all over again. Climb up that hill again. Well. And then you were the, staying up the there. The first one was, like, not very far off the road, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, or fortunately, he was only... Shit, six hundred yards off the road, and then I had to climb four thousand feet and a half a mile to go get another one. But, but I was in for it. I just wanted to go. That's what I wanted. I mean, I dreamt about them for. I mean, I, probably, I don't know, fifteen years. I've dreamt about killing a mountain goat. And yeah, no, that I, and, and then it worked out. And didn't you blow your knee out like the year before? Yeah. Or so yeah, the 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 spring before I went up there, um, I was shed horn hunting uh, here cl- close to home, and I fell off a cliff and blew my knee out and uh, really screwed my knee up. And then I was really concerned because it's like. I'm committed to go. And then that was during COVID time. And uh, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get out of it. I I don't have to go up there because of COVID. And I wanted a late mountain goat. Like I wanted to hunt mountain goats in November, December. And uh, so I blew my knee out. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't have to go up there. Well, then they opened the border back up. Um, it was October 31st. They opened the border back up in Canada. And so I was able to go back up there. And I was concerned about my knee. But my knee never gave me an issue at all. It was it was all good. It was, it was perfect. That's cool, man. That's cool. And, you know, you brought, you told me a little bit about because you got a, a full mount done, and you know I I seen pictures of your taxidermist guy uh, himself, and he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, and he did a really good job on it, and so a really good friend of mine was supposed to do that mount. Uh, I mean, like one of my best friends, and uh, he passed away. Um, he had everything to hide. He had everything there to do it, and then um, he got sick. Uh, with cancer and then um, um, passed away and then he gave it to an, another guy that's was his best friend and he did it and it turned out so good but I mean Joe Fowles was the taxidermist and uh, that was supposed to do it and he was going to get his uh he was going after his master's, I think that's what it's called, uh, but his master taxidermy off of this 
off of my goat to do it. And then, anyways, he passed away with cancer and That's a shame, uh, man. and and couldn't do it. So he gave it to his really good friend and and uh, was able to do it for me. And and uh, yeah, it turned out. Yeah, I he mean, knocked out of the park. I seen it. I, oh, we'll, we'll probably put a picture of it up on the. the yeah, it, it's off the chart. Like yeah. And so where I found fell in love with uh, the uh, mountain goat thing was uh, I was hunting snowcocks in uh the ruby mountains in nevada and uh you'd see them up there quite a bit the mountain goats and i i was young I, and this is 20 years ago and i found a snowcock snowcock hunting but found a deadhead nanny goat and uh just fell in love with them because you'd see them up there and it's like man there's nothing you know there's nothing that competes with them you know yeah, like how do they, they live in this the environment to live yeah right you know it doesn't take much for them to live but they and so i fell in love with them and but you know trying to draw a tag in the united states it it's hard I yeah. mean, it's really hard. I mean, I pursue it to this day of drawing one here, but uh, I just had to eat the bullet and and spend money and to go to British Columbia where they hunt them like we do D three and <laughs> stuff. You know, like yeah. they do. They they can just go get a tag over the counter. Oh wow! And yeah, you want to go? You know. 4,000 foot elevation and, you know, a quarter mile, then, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's, you know, like, I I was blown away, like, how they can just go hunt them over the counter, and then it takes us a lifetime. To draw it, yeah. You know, and it's like, I mean, a lifetime, okay, no problem. But, you know, when most people draw a tag, they're too old to go up there. That's yeah. That's and so it's like I was, I wanted to do it when I was younger, and and I I try to stay in shape. I mean, I'm a rancher and and at, by trade, but I'm in pretty good shape. But when I went up there, poof, I wasn't in shape <laughs> enough. You know, like I mean, I did good, but I could have been in way better shape. Yeah, I uh, well, I can relate. I am, yeah, I uh, am now currently an office bitch that used to be a diesel mechanic, and yeah, so today I get it. And that pushing yourself to the limits, and that's what you did to do that. And how how far was the shot that you made? It was, was four hundred and sixty yards, uh, but I shot it for two hundred and fifty yards because it was such a steep, steep angle. Uh, so. Yeah, it was 250 yards as, well, I don't know how that goes. How that but, works. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, no, it was 460 yards, but it was so steep uphill that I only had to shoot it for 250 yards. But it seemed like two lifetimes away. Yeah, I me. believe it. I mean. And you made a perfect shot. I mean, and it's all on video. It's the coolest thing. Yep. And you know? it, yeah, so. There was there's a videographer on the hunt and uh, and he did such a great job. The problem was it was snowing and a lot of humidity and this 
cameras fogged up, so there was some like there's some skips and everything, but uh, no, it was perfect. Oh, like, oh, tell the video turned out pretty cool, man. Yeah, no, and Dustin Rowe, like, I mean, that guy is like the most legit. So was the guide that took you the guy that owned that guy business or no? Yeah, yeah. So Dustin Rowe owns BC Backcountry and Beyond. Uh, he hunts way up north, uh, and he, I hunted down south, and he found me a tag, uh, somehow or another. Like I don't know how those guys do it, but they he found me a tag down south, like, uh, right outside of Banff, uh, wilderness or Banff, you know, uh, the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. And uh, so he was able to take me there because he had another tag, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was the coolest experience. All I wanted to kill was a haired-up goat, like completely haired-up. Yeah, and it was, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't find one hairier than that thing, you know. And, uh, no, it was the greatest thing I've ever experienced. And, I mean, I, I appreciate I mean, Dustin and Nick, the vig- videographer, for, I mean, hanging out with me, you know? like Yeah, no, it's so cool that you get something like that that's like one of the coolest things in your life you've ever done. It's on video. And it's it a hell of a cool video, that, yeah, you know? Yeah, it is on video, and, 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 it's, and it's cool because it's like, I mean, you just, those... The way those guys hunt, that they just hunt so much different than us. Yeah, I, I mean, those guys are so in shape because their mountains are so much bigger than ours. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I live in Sierra Valley, and and uh, you know, you look at these mountains. When I came back home from the hunt, I'm like, oh, these mountains are nothing. I can go climb those <laughs> in a day, and you can. I mean, you can. I mean, I'm in pretty good shape, but it's like. No, you experience oh, shit. I proved it today. Yeah, any fat old drunk bastard. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, nothing's nothing too far away. Nothing's too far away. Yep. Determination is a lot of it. It know. is. That's all you need is yeah. determination and and a and an outlook of what you want to do in life. Yep. Yep. I mean, and it, your hunting is your life. You know. I mean, not that that. It, that's the end of the world but it's but people i mean like where you're hunting today john there's been probably 10 people i don't even know if they have the optics to even look up there but if they did they're not going to go up there they're not going to go up there period but you have to have the willing to go up there and you did and and I hope tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is the last day of uh, X6B, but uh, but John deserves the biggest buck out of X6B because he's put the time and effort, and I mean, that he walks so far. He <laughs> he <laughs> walks know, so a far. A guy today. like you telling me that means a lot to me, and I appreciate it, man. Well, and I mean, you know? he walks so far today that it's. I mean. It, I wouldn't have walked that far. <laughs> well, I mean, like I say, it's been thin and few of our opportunities. Like the first buck we can actually do a stock on, what am I going to say? No. You know? Well, like, well, 
Well, and they're in a hard You're spot. hunting with the wrong guy, spot. though. So, I mean, I know <laughs> I know Abel's been silent here for a little bit, but uh, Abel can find a deer. If there's a deer on a mountain, Abel's going to find it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and Abel found this buck. He found it a week ago, and he found it on the backside of the mountain today. And, uh, but... That's a long ways. It's a long ways to go. There's a long, and it's hard. I mean, shit, I can't believe they're staying up there. There's nothing for them. Yeah. Well. They're just safe. They're they're safe up there. It's a safe zone, yep. And then, you know, There's like. food up there. I mean, I, you, well, guys, you guys ought to go back up there with me. I'll show you. Okay, but the, there's food up there, but the water. Yeah, I don't know where the hell they're getting water. But, but the thing is, though, is like, uh. Long ass way there's to a, get a drink. There's a, a there's a predator issue around here right now, and uh, uh, and I think it's pushing deer higher to where they should be, but I don't know that for a fact. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but the problem is, is we're gonna have to learn to hunt around the predators, um, because. There's just too many of them. Yeah. I mean, we have we have bears in the spring killing fawns. We have mountain lions. I mean, that, I mean, whatever they do. And now we have wolves. Yeah. So, like those deer up there, it's like. Oh, this wasn't there. a big, this is the forked horn. He's you an know? old forking horn. Yeah. He's old. He's, he's smart. That's what, that's what I'm saying. There. I mean, it's like these. You got deers. Like, well, maybe he's dressing he old. And he's he, degressing, he's old. Well, he's degressing, and he's up there for a reason. Cause he's, yeah, he's smart. He, he knows he's so you got smart deer, or you know, or maybe not. You know, young deer heavy up high. You no, like I think like when you get up here in the mountains and and start hunting, it's it's a whole different aspect of hunting because. You spend more time glassing than you do hunting. Yeah. You know, like, there's no driving around. Like, you're not going to find a deer on the road. Nope. And I, it's a whole different way of hunting up here um, as far as, like, I mean, and, I mean, glassing, yeah. Okay, we're not glassing with binoculars. We're glassing with spotting scopes. Yeah, things that cost thousands of dollars to be able to see miles. You know? Sure, well, yeah. Yeah, but you have to have it up here. You can, yeah. If I, I rolled mean, up here, my like I got a decent set of binoculars, but I mean, it ain't sure. shit compared to what you guys are using. You but know? you have to have like good spotting scope. I mean, if not, you You're might as well just go home. Exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's the few that I mean, of course. I mean, you can talk to anyone in the world, and of course, there's 200 inch deer killed every year by a drive by. You know. Just they catch them just right. Just right, and, yeah. And Somebody them. bumped them, and they're on the move, and they catch them with their, oh, shit, what's that? Yep. Bam. Boom. Yep, done. But that's you not know? the norm. No. That's not, that's, that's not real hunting. You Today, you can. I did some real hunting, and now my legs are feeling it, but yeah. Yeah, it's, I did, yeah. It's, I, it's fun. That, that's why I didn't kill it at hunting, because, yeah. That buck is up there for a reason. He's old. Yep. He's degressing. He's heavy. Heavy forking horn. Trust me, I made you look at him through the spotting scope before well, you I did, and I, <laughs> I and said, I say I and I seen him at when I was about I don't know a quarter of the way up the hill. 
Here the last time I see him, and I called him, like, hey, I don't see him, and I see him head in the woods. And my theory is, now you guys are the pros, my theory is that he was getting in the shade because it was all, oh, you got to take a leak, Chad? Keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My theory is that he was heading to shade because by the time I got up there, and I'm sure he knows it because he lives up there, it was all in sun. How heavy he was just looking through the spot and go, I'm like, that's a heavy forking horn. Yeah. Like, he's big. He's a big, he was a big forking horn. That's now the biggest I, forking horn I've seen. Yeah, now it was definitely worth checking. Heavy. Yeah. I said, very heavy. And I said, you sure you want to go up there? Yep. Oh, you did? No, I didn't. I went, hell yeah. You want a bottle of water? Yep, I'll take it. You want two? No, I don't want to carry that much. And then, and then I, you get on the other side of the mountain, and I'm like, wait. I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't carry a pocket knife in his pocket. Well, I normally do, but I don't have it. To do. My life's been crazy the last friggin' month, but normally I do. But, yeah, and I'm thinking, how am I going to gut this fucking deer? I'm going to do it like an Indian but with a rock. Like we were talking about last weekend. Quartering it out because we would have known I've got that. You telling me? You telling oh, me you're gonna drag that fucker fuck out? Fuck no! Out of those boulders? Not a chance. Not a chance. No. Not a chance. That's why you guys quartered them up. Yeah. yeah. I I made Chad bring an extra backpack because you didn't have one. So I'm like, yeah. Hey, I know you have two stone glaciers. Yeah. Can you bring an extra one so he can have one? Because I'm not carrying this deer out all and, the way for him. And I would have done it. I like I say I. I might have whined a little bit, but yeah, no, I I would have done it. If we had got there, we probably would have been back in the truck about now. Yeah. But uh, no, it it was cool. I was definitely excited, and it kept me motivated, kept me going. Yeah. He, no, you know? Colin saying, Abel, I don't know. There's there's no way to get to him, my mind. There's got to be a way. And there you are. You're popping up over the top. Well, you guys, you guys see me after I already snooped around on the back, because it gets flat up there on the top, so... I didn't just blow into where they were hanging out. I was snooping around, gun ready, very quiet, like a Navy SEAL type of guy. And them fuckers weren't there anymore. They And it was all, it was all lit up. There wasn't one bit of shade. So I still think that they they were gone before I got there, and I didn't spook them. And but you lost sight of them when I did. So yeah, same like time. Exactly. I called him, and he's like, I just lost them, too. And I was like. And I just, and I don't think it but was. But they weren't spooked. They were just feeding away. They're just feeding away. They're feeding to the shade, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a good experience. I, you know. Would you say a, you found a few skulls up there? I, I did, but I mean, to be honest, I just seen dead shit. I was like, I hope my skull ain't laying here. Yeah. I better keep fucking going. That's they weren't deer. I didn't find deer skulls, but. Human skulls. They might have been. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. They, they might have been. <laughs> Because that when I got up there, there was no sign of humans. I, I shouldn't say that. There was one of them stupid fucking party balloons, like get well soon, that drifted from Sacramento up here and then deflated yeah. up there. That was the only thing I found. Yeah, that, call, you're calling me. I'm trying not to fucking have a heart attack yeah. on this mountain, okay? <laughs> I'm just like, take it was your fucking rough for this old fat white guy, man. I'll tell you. No, but I, I at the same time I'm not a pussy, so I fucking no. You know. You're not a pussy yeah. at all. <laughs> now you know why I like doing this stuff. It's just fun. He's like, how do you do this with a bow? Just take my time. Yeah, even a bow is even harder. You know, it's, take yeah. your time. You know. Well, I mean, going. I mean, I, I don't know where we want to go with this podcast, but uh, wherever you want, Chad. But you know, Abel with his archery tag, you know, and a next zone and. Uh, 
man, what a, I mean, he did s- such a great job. I mean, killed a really nice really buck. Nice buck yeah. Really nice buck yeah. with his bow. And, but it was funny because I learned a lot from Abel, like, oh, just hanging around them a little bit there for a while. And, and, uh, but man, I mean, Abel's a good hunter and I mean, he finds deer. He really does this find deer. finds deer, man. And, uh, I think, uh, I mean, his buck, he passed on a, Oh yeah, I can't believe it. Well, but he did pass on. A, I made I made up my mind on the wide one, and I could have killed that buck. He, oh, he for was, sure. He he could have been dead three times, and I didn't do it. Yeah, Abel sneaks up there, and and this four by four is like up feeding, farting around, and and being an archery deer, and uh, and. I'm like looking from a distance, like going, "Oh, Abel's gonna shoot that buck for sure," because he's like, like up feeding, and he's heavy, big four by four. And uh, no, he he went up there after a buck, and and, and he ended up getting the buck, uh, and pretty impressive. Like I was, it really opened my eyes to like what a good hunter Abel was. I mean, I hunted with Abel the week before or two days before and I I screwed him up because I was over uh zealous, I guess, or I don't know if that's the word for it, but I'm an aggressive hunter. And he was like, "Oh no, 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 no. We got to do this." But I screwed him up one day on a on a big giant uh, three by four, and we got a little bit too aggressive. And uh, but uh, but anyways, but that's my fault. But no, Abel, he's a good hunter and he, he's a good deer spotter. Well, I'll give him that. Pretty shitty mechanic, but other you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. No. You need oh you got a you got a beer chat all right good want to make sure you need a you beer betcha. right here no so you were saying on last weekend that when you were packing this thing out your goat it was so heavy that you you were trying to get rid of stuff and your guy's like oh no oh yeah so yeah oh yeah so I shot the goat one night and and the next day we had to go up there and retrieve it so. I shot him in the evening, but it's so steep and and uh, and nasty country up there. Uh, it's just avalanche slides and timber, like and little strips of timber. So we, I shoot the goat, and so the next day we go up there and harvest. You know, like take care of it. And he's like, "What do you want to do with it?" And I'm like, "Full body mount." And he goes, are you sure? <laughs> uh, I'm like, sure. I mean, I didn't know any different, right? Yeah. And yeah, so a, I'm like, bag, sure. What's different? Yeah. I mean, so it's he shoves this hide in my backpack, right? And uh, and I was using a stone glacier. I mean, like the best pack on the market, um, I believe. But uh, he shoves this goat in there. And we're... You know, now I have this goat in my backpack, 
and we still have to go pick up camp. So when we get down to camp, I'm like, Oh, I don't think I need the sleeping bag anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I need I don't think I need this you know, the 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 inflatable uh uh sleeping pad. Sleeping mm. pad. And he's like, Oh no. I'm like, Oh, it won't fit my backpack and he goes, Oh will <laughs> And he shoves it in there. And I mean I had I think three bullets in my pocket. And I, I took those three bullets out and threw them underneath the rock. Mm. <laughs> because I was I was not gonna pack those three bullets yeah, out. Did, yeah, that was nope. just, yeah, that'd be the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. It could have been. <laughs> yep. And so like I mean coming off that mountain I mean I walked backwards probably fifty percent of the time. I walked backwards down the mountain. Like and when oh, I, you're just so steep. It's just, so steep that you just put your hands up here. And you just walk backwards, and we had crampons on and everything, and there'd be a place where I, could, oh hey, I could slide down this like ski, you know, on yeah. your butt, and you just turn around and and just slide down. And there was this one place where, um, on our way up, we ran in because they know that country pretty good. They, I mean, the guides know that country. Yeah. So on our way up, but we ran into a cliff. And so they were hooking our backpacks up, and it was this little crevice that you had to crawl up through. And then on our way back down, but you got through that crevice, like, I mean, it's just, I mean, through a cliff. But you got through that crevice, and you had to go, I don't know, it was probably 20 yards. No. 10 yards, 15 yards across just ice. But you're walking across it, and if you if you slipped, you're gone. I mean. Uh, you're done. You're done. Yep, you're done. And so on the way up, it was like no big deal. But on the way back down, with all that weight of that goat hide and everything, I I sold up. And I became a pussy, and I, I told Dustin, I'm like, I can't do it. And so he he went across with his pack, dropped it, and then came back and got my pack and went across it. And then I was able to go across it without any weight. But it was like one of those things where if you slip one, I mean, dead, yeah. it, I mean, it was like walking on like <clears throat> ice shelf. And I mean, if you slipped, I mean, you're going off that cliff and gone. And uh, I, I just wasn't comfortable out doing it, and he was. And uh, I mean, I respect those guys so much. I mean, yeah, they're so strong, and, and and they're little bitty guys. Look, he didn't look like some big. No, no, he, no, no. Dustin, like, yeah. I mean, she's he's he probably half my size, yeah. but I mean, they're just so strong. Yeah, they're just strong people, and and. Uh, but that's that's what they do for a living, yeah. and I mean, and I'm, I mean, he was such a, I mean, great guy to hunt with, and uh, I mean, he's bought another concession up there, um, in the Yukon now, and uh, 
I mean, I, I think he's done. He's doing really good for himself. But uh, yeah, no, it's those guys. You don't ever take them for granted because everyone needs them. Oh yeah, no, you're, you're going to an environment like that. Yeah, well, just like I need you guys, I, I I'd be completely lost up here without you guys. You know, obviously this is a much crazier kill you situation than up here is, but um, no, guides are important. We we always plug guides on our show. A lot of people are anti guide. There no, there's certain instances a guy needs a guide. You well, don't know what you're doing. Talk to somebody that fucking does. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I went up there, and I've never been on a guided hunt before, and I was like, man, how's this going to go? And I, and I knew Dustin. Like, I've met him a few times at the Wild Sheep Foundation dinner in Reno, and and, uh, and I liked him. Like, he was hardcore, and and he liked me, and so we connected real quick, and... and uh, and so I just booked a hunt with them, you know, like I didn't even have the money to do it. Like I was like, Shh, I don't know what's going to happen. I love that. That's you know, awesome. like I had no, I mean, I was like, I had, I wasn't even close to having the money to do it, but I was like, shit, I'll just book it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Right. And it all worked out just yeah. fine, you know? And, uh, but you know, those guys that spend all that time up north in the Yukon and stuff, they're just a different breed of people. Yeah. They're, I mean, you think you're tough. Go oh, yeah, no, live no. with them I'll for a minute. I'll be crying like a little bitch in you a know? week. But I'll tell you what, though, John, what you did today, though, wasn't no little bitch fucking hike. I mean. I appreciate that, especially coming from you, man. But No, that was pretty off the chart. I, I couldn't believe that you would go up there after a deer i don't it would have taken a giant deer for me to go <laughs> up there <laughs> hey man i i really i haven't killed a deer since i think 2017 six yeah maybe 17 and i and it was a little bitty forked horn and you know smartsville you know d3 through five and i was really excited about coming up here and so well, I'm like I can't turn nothing down, man. So no, and I, I mean, I, I, I never saw the, I, I think I saw the buck a week ago when we were up there. I'm sure that was the same buck, but you know that's kind of cool because there's not a lot of bucks up here, um, and to see him two weekends in a row, yeah, and and you went after him. That that really shows like. I mean, the type of personality you have and, and the dedication you have to go. And I know you skipped out on opening day of duck season today. Yeah. Well, yeah. well he uh, skipped we, out on opening day of X-Zone to go duck hunting. So. I, I did do that. So I, and I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a douche. On, and now I got everybody hating me. I'm like Bud Light. Everybody hates me now. Yeah, yeah. I ditched out on opening week of X-Zone, and, and then now I ditched out on opening week of the, the – uh, balance of the state but uh i but don't know i had have, to go up there and i had to be up here so but no you have one more day uh, yeah. it'll work out i mean yeah. as much effort as you put in it, it's gonna sometimes work out. things come around so we're gonna give her hell in the morning that's for sure yeah. oh for sure absolutely you know? yep and you know and the thing is is like you know there's the wolf thing up here is really starting to change things, and it's going to change uh, the aspect of deer hunting, period, because yeah. 
there's a lot of wolves up here. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot, but there's some wolves. And it's a different predator where I think the deer um, kind of start changing their ways a little bit. Uh, but we have to change our ways of hunting. That's the way it is. That's the way it is in waterfowl. we got to adjust. To oh. figure this out, we got to do this. Yep. So, you know, yeah. it's. Wolves I are, mean, oh man, jeez, wolves are no bueno. There's a reason they got rid of them fuckers so many years ago. Oh, for well, sure. Yeah, and, for and sure. The, you know, and I the just, bears. I mean, the bears yeah. are just, just as bad. Yeah, and then now they outlaw them with dogs. It definitely makes it, you know, but there's it, reasons why the people that live before us did a bunch of the things they did the way they did, you know. And it's like the wolves are. I, I get they're beautiful looking at it in the oh, National Geographic beautiful. magazine. Yeah. They're but beautiful. at the end of the day, I mean, the livestock, the friggin' deer, I mean, it's it's like we don't need wolves reintroduced. I, in my opinion, I'm, I'm nobody, I'm not even a big game hunter, but it just it doesn't sound good to me on any level, you know. Well, I mean, I, mean, I work for a, a huge cattle producer, and, uh, you know, like the wolf thing, is against us uh, in a in a big way because uh, um, the state government, whoever it is, I don't know who it is, does not want to help anyone out. Yeah, you know they. Oh, hey, there's wolves here. Okay, but they don't want to help you out. You know, like I mean. It, if they don't kill anything, but just their presence is going to change. You know, like, we have a bunch of, you know, cow and calf deals up on the mountain. But if a wolf comes in there and separates those for, I mean, say, 12 hours. So that calf isn't. Feeding, with its mom yeah, yeah. for twelve hours, I mean, they'll if they don't kill anything, but the but the calf isn't with its mom for twelve hours. I mean, that's a lot of protein, a lot of you know gain. I mean, that's all cattle producers offer is gain yeah. on a calf. Like that's that's how we make our money is the gain of a calf. But you get the this stuff running around. I uh, maybe they're not killing them, or or disturbing them, like or chasing them. But their presence, oh yeah, is is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. They they affect us, and I'm like I say, there's a reason the people that founded this country did a lot of this stuff. That a lot of it was wrong, but a lot of it they do what the hell they were doing, and. Yeah. Wolves in our environment is not a good thing. Well, you know, and I think, uh, I don't know for sure. Like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of DNA that has to go on to to prove it. But, you know, like all these wolves around here now are northern wolves. Like from Alaska, British Columbia, you know, up north. And I think, and then you had the wolves that were in, like, Mexico, the Mexican wolves. Yeah. So, but what what's here, like, what was here? Like, what was in 
Central California? Is it the northern wolves or was it the Mexican wolves? Yeah, like, so you're just going to introduce a wolf. A wolf. And say, hey, yeah, we're trying to make it right again. And I, hey, no. I, hey, I think it's cool. Like, I think it's cool what they're trying to do. Because I understand. But yeah. I don't think that they know the biology of what was here. Yeah. You know, you know, just like, I mean, California, I mean, on the flag of California is a grizzly bear. Okay. Grizzly bears roam the Central Valley of California. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, but now. You bring them back too? But if they bring them back, where are they going to go get them? Yeah. From up north? Yeah. We're going to get an Alaska grizzly bear and put him in gridley? You know, so it's like, you know, it's like, I think there was a different DNA at that time where there was a smaller bear that lived in California. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe there were those big old giant grizzlies, which you think about it. Why wouldn't they live in California? I mean, the salmon run and everything else. They had more food than they could. This is a very fertile land before. Oh, California is the most fertile land in the world, you know? Yep. I mean, maybe not the world, but I think damn near the world. I mean, I can't. I mean, that's got why a lot I don't of, understand why they build all these houses in the Central Valley, man. I the love it. Farm land in the world, and they're building houses on it. You, you know? know what? I I love. This is like my favorite thing. Is I think California is the coolest state there is in the nation because not very many people. I mean, well, you go back east, you can get. 20 deer tags, whatever. Yeah. But you get two deer tags here, and you get to hunt. You get out of the city, and it's the most wide-open country there is in the world. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that today. It's like, I'm in California, you know, and I'm just as, as far as the eye can see. I'm in wild yep. America, you like know. Like mountains surrounding yep. this valley. Yep, and then I'm going to be back tomorrow, and I'm going to be working on a duck blind. In yeah. the middle of rice, as far as you can see. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So you have a whole different aspect of it. Yeah. Like you, you're up here hunting. And you never saw another person, but then you can go back down there and go hunting ducks, geese, whatever, and uh, and it's the best duck hunting and goose hunting there yeah, is no, in the world. Pacific flyway. Yeah. It's no very diverse. That's what keeps it here. The taxes suck. The governor really sucks. I hate his ass. Maybe they—he's gonna be your president. Well, maybe they'll put the. I ain't gonna win. Maybe when they bring that grizzly bear, they'll take it over there. Maybe so. Maybe so. He might want it. Yeah, that asshole's in Israel right now. Then he's going to China. Yeah, you know, why, why the hell is the California governor doing that? But anyway, this ain't a political cause. No, cause, exactly. But. Yep. No. Exactly. <laughs> but I, get off of we're it. all on the same page with that shit. So exactly. Anyway. Um, but yeah, the opener of uh, duck and goose was today. Yep, I sure. In the balance of the state, I guess I don't know. I'm not a duck and goose hunter, but uh, um, you are a bear hunter, though. I am sandbag <laughs> though. He's like all up trot because fuck, he was up here deer hunting. Yeah, I I was a little bit. Uh, I, I I'm not. I, I I'm I'm a grown man and I make my own decisions, but. A lot of my friends and then uh, followers of the podcast page had to give me shit because I'm. But here's the deal. Fuck our, off. Our blinds weren't ready. <laughs> the only thing I feel bad about 
is the fact that Robert, who's, you know, he's one that helped start this podcast with me, my buddy, and he's still involved in it. He just, he's got a busy life, so he's took a little back step, but he's still be around. We're going to do one with him tomorrow. He worked his ass off all day, literally, as the waters are flooding the fields out there working. And uh, another buddy of mine, Mason, they were out there working, getting shit done so we can hunt. So I felt bad about that. But I was out there till 9 o'clock or something the night, Friday night. Then I had to wake up at 2.30 to come up here. So, I mean, I, I, uh, I, mean, I got a little bit night. of street cred there. Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, I took, yeah, I took Friday off. Yeah, thank you, McGrath. Thanks, McGrath. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. But, uh, no, well. No, it's a tough, it's tough. I mean, bird hunting, deer hunting, it's it's well, just I mean, realistically, this is it's it's white people problems. I mean, but, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, you know, be in you know two places at once for my extracurricular activities. You know, no, so, you can't. You know exactly. The so. crazy thing is, like Utah, Wyoming, Montana, they don't think California has like honey like this. That's no, like no, duck out of hunting, state, deer hunting. Yeah, yeah, I got in an argument with a dude on the Florabama bar. That's a bar on the a Jimmy Buffett filmed video there. It's a bar on the on the border of Florida and Alabama. And I was down there during the BP oil spill. Actually, some dude from Mississippi, some you know friggin' hillbilly, friggin' well they're not hillbillies down there, whatever they are. And uh, he couldn't believe we duck hunted out here. And I, I start, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And he was just amazed that we even hunted out here. But well, look at know. that. We have what surfers. Well, no, surfers. We're the only state that has all three elk species. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. California. Yeah. I know we got tule elk. We got Roosevelt elk here. Yeah. What's the other one? R- Rockies. Rockies. Rocky Mountain elk are here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. I mean, the only place in the world is for tule elk is in California. And yeah. And we have them. I mean, we're the only place there is. I mean, and why the state's not making money off of capturing them and sending them someplace else is beyond me. But I think all the state wants to do is to get rid of hunting. Hunting, period. they do. Look at that island. What island was that that they're going to try to kill 2,000? Catalina. Yeah. So they're gonna, I mean, just I mean, on a podcast or uh, I don't think it was a podcast. Go hunt. But, uh, but yeah, they they want to get rid of two thousand deer on Catalina Island, which are mule deer. They're not big, but they're mule deer. Um, Catalina Island, they want to kill two thousand deer and get them out of there. But you look at the Santa Rosa Island. Uh, twenty years ago, the the state got involved in it, and they killed every deer off of there. Yeah. And those deer came from Utah, like some of the best genetics there is in the world, and they killed every single one of them. Just left them lay. Really? But this isn't just California. So going back to the mountain goat thing. So, Mount Olympia and the Teton Mountains, Mount Olympia, Washington, and the Teton Mountains in Utah, or, I'm sorry, that's that's wrong, in Wyoming, because 
the mountain goat wasn't a species of, you know, like they weren't native. Yeah. Went in and killed them all with a helicopter. <laughs> Not all of them, but they killed well, a lot they of could, them. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, and it's weird because like, I, I, you know, I, I, I dreamt of killing a mountain goat, and I had to go to Canada to do it. Where there's opportunity around here, yeah, and you, you, there's, I mean, there's opportunity, but not much opportunity, you know. Yeah, yeah, and super hard. I mean, like I say, you've been putting in forever and never got drawn. So what are you gonna do? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just you know one of those things where. I mean, hunters got to stay with their, um, you know, their dreams and, and just pursue it. I mean, I mean, just like right now, like, I mean, John, I mean, you've been hunting over here for two weeks and I, you had to walk your ass off for a hope of getting a deer. Well, you know, five years ago, wouldn't have been a big deal. No, we would have went over there and killed a, a fork and horn. Yeah, no big deal. Any time, hardly getting out of the truck. Almost. Exactly. You know, and but our fishing game, I don't think is doing their job. Like I think they're more interested in the predators than they are the anything else. Yeah, you know. The game bird, or game, not game bird, but game Well, animals, yeah. the thing is, is, like, we pay their wages. 100%, yes. You know, like, we're the ones paying their wages. And, but I really think, like, I, I, I mean, I hate to say it this, but I think in 10 years from now, hunting's not going to happen. You know, you're not the first one to say that. I, I was hunting with a guy very well-renowned guy and he said the same thing that's why it's so important that we join you know conservation groups they help us a lot i don't know i don't know much about the deer association but i know CWA, no california deer association's yep. good nra yeah. cwa delta waterfowl ducks unlimited california deer association those guys actually hunt for our rights no and, and they're and i agree because it, it is disturbing and it, you're completely right, saying it could be. I hope it ain't ten years, but no, it's coming down the line, you know. And it's something we all have to get behind with conservation to support this stuff and educate people that we're not all savages out here just killing stuff willy nilly. And it's it's really important to join every conservation group you can and put your you know money where your mouth is, you know, because we love this sport. That well. I don't even think you have to put your money in there. You just have to, like, speak out. You know, like, I... Uh, just speak out. Like, so, since these Exxon's opened, um, I mean, I, I get phone calls like crazy. You know, like, hey, can you help me? No. I mean, I yeah. And I send them to, you know, like, some places that I know that deer live you know and i'm like you know i can help yourself just call your biologist and say hey 
There's 305 tags in in this X zone. This success rate is only going to be 20% this year. I guarantee you. And, but you need to call them and let them know, like, that this is not right. I mean, people are spending seven, eight points on this tag, but they're not getting anything out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It took me six for my tag, yeah. Six years. Yep. And I mean, I mean, I know, I mean... Abel's been with you, and, and I mean, Abel's, I mean, we've seen one buck, or I mean, you guys have seen one buck. Yeah, and we're doing it right. We're doing it hard. You guys oh, know no, what you're doing. No. I'm not hunting with a bunch of idiots, you know. No, no, you're doing yeah. it right, you know. And I mean, it's like, and we have access to some private property, yeah. and they're not even on there. It, yeah, no, it's been insane. So, but. Trump I think until people change. speak out to the fishing game and say, hey. But the problem is, is their revenue comes from hunters. Well, you're right. So they're not going to change anything. They're just going to keep on continuing yeah, well, with it, you know. Well, it's kind of funny because that goes back to duck hunting. Same thing. It's like down there, you know, people will lease blinds that are garbage. Knowing you're not going to shoot shit, but you, you know, it's all revenue. So, man, always follow the dollar, man. But. Well, it's a sad thing, you know. I mean, and, and hunting is getting to where it's big money. You oh, know? yeah. No, it's it's expensive to do this shit anymore. I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it's expensive to do, and but people still take pride in it. Oh, yeah. No, there's still a lot of us less that love this and love the traditions of it all. And, yeah, no, there is. I mean, if you guys could all could see Sandbag right now, like, he's got a flannel on, <laughs> red red and black flannel on, like, I mean, old school hunting stuff, you know? I don't have my and, Stormy Cromer on him. Well, me. hey, but the thing warm. is, is, like, you know, there's all these new companies out there to where, you know, more deer were killed in a, in oh, a flannel <laughs> just like you got on right now. And... You know, now there's all this new stuff. And it's, I mean, hey, good for those companies. I mean, I mean, shit. I mean, I'm, one of them helps me out quite a bit. But, and I love it because it's a little bit different. <coughs> and, uh, and it definitely is good, good stuff. I mean, it's definitely good stuff. But, um. But more deer were killed with red flannel and blue jeans than than we'll ever know. Yep. I, you're 100% right. And <laughs> I love the new gear, too, and I use it. And shit, I got $1,100 waders. But uh, you're 100% right, you know. And I just, I just lean towards the older ways. And you guys don't cam it out. You wear darker colors and stuff. But, um, no, I agree. I just, the traditions of this is part of why i love all this stuff so much so but shit we're getting on what are we on we're an hour well we're over an hour yeah you got anything else you, you want to say chad oh just keep me on here and i'll talk all night long well, i can't do that i gotta take a leak go take a leak <laughs> I, guess I could pause it i guess
No, you just keep it going, and then Abel and I will talk. I, I, I don't know. I about don't think you? I fucking trust you guys. Uh, why? Elmer no, Fudd. I, I'll pause it. Take a, you can call me Elmer Fudd all you want. I take that with pride. All right, I'm going to pause this, take a leak, and then we'll come back. Okay. Oh, wrong one. Oh. And we're back. <laughs> Yeah, we're you went cut. through all of them. I did. No, Jeez. No, I still we're got back this one. After a piss break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we had to uh, uh, take a leak. So, anyway, now we are back. So, lucky you guys. For you commuters, I'm sure you love it. Everybody, Brad Jones always asks for longer podcasts. When I do short ones, he gets pissed. So. Oh. Yeah. And Brad Jones, dear friend of mine, sponsor of the show, Willow Creek Custom Calls. Might have to get Chad one. Yeah. For yeah. what? So you can blow out your front yeah, porch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, you duck. got a million ducks hey, sitting behind you. Right, yeah. Duck hunting and goose hunting is yep. easy around here. Yeah. Shit, you just go out there and shoot them with your seven shot, you know? <laughs> All right. I don't even know. Eight shot, I guess. I don't even know if there's a seven shot. I don't know. But, no. No. That's where the gays go. That's where <laughs> California got all yeah. Up. You know, I blow one dude, I get called gay. You know, I okay. it just it's unnecessary. He didn't make eyesight. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> uh, no, but, it's all good. Anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit now about Chad's bear hunting. You'll see in the picture we posted up, you got some badass bear skulls on here and stuff. So you you love deer hunting, obviously, and you you know love mountain goat hunting. Um, you love bear hunting too. I. Bear hunting is kind of my forte. That's like, really like your favorite thing of all of them, or to go, yeah, to go hunt, hunt, um, yeah. I think bear hunting is my favorite because it's like you don't have to draw a tag, you don't have to do anything. You can just go get a tag and go hunting. And uh, and California has some of the best bears there is in yeah. the country. Yeah, I mean at this point, like. Like, I I brought out two skulls on, I mean, just for this podcast. But I've killed so many bears. But there's two skulls, over, like, sitting on the table right now. And both of them are over 21 inches. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're big. I mean, and one of them was killed with a bow, um, which would make Boone and Croc, or Pope and Young, polar bear at 21 inches but it's a black bear and but no california has a lot of opportunity of hunting bears um and that's like some of my favorite things to do is I and mean, you never done it with dogs before that no, no 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 i never i mean when i was in nevada i had uh hound dogs uh for lions and killed Quite a few lions uh, in Nevada. This is before I moved back to California. But, uh, but no, never hunted bears with lions or anything. It's just, I mean, spot and stock. And, I mean, luckily I live on a pretty big ranch. And, Badass uh, place, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a cool place. And uh, so you're able to kind of I I don't know if you 
you can say like I don't know, like you can't I mean track them but there's just a little bit of water around here and you're able to you know stay on the water kind of pattern them a little bit yeah a, a oh. little bit off off the water but not uh you know anything else you know like this year we had a great year great winter um i think it killed a lot of bears uh i think they didn't come out of hibernation but uh i haven't killed a bear this year but uh but it, it's nothing to be concerned about it's just that they're not on the ranch right now because yeah. there's a lot of berries, there's a lot of fruit. Yeah, they're not needing to get down in the valley yet. Yeah, yeah. they're not. Yeah, they're not like searching for. Oh, what do you say? They're not searching for a dead cow. Yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, like they're all natural this year, and and uh, and I haven't found a really good bear this year. I mean, it takes a special bear for me to shoot a bear, you know. Well, well a couple weeks ago, he, we were just driving past a water trough, and he, like I said, he likes to bear hunt, and he's like, there was a bear here. I'm like, how can you tell? It, the bear dropped, jumped in the water trough. Yeah, they love doing that, yeah. And then jumped out, and he was able to walk. He, yeah. he goes, you see that? That's the water through here? That's the the water dripping off its belly. Well, that was at the White House, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. Where you were telling you, me that we were over there. Yeah, yep. yeah. He he was able to call it. A bear was in that trough. Yeah, because there's no cows over there. He goes. Yeah, bear was in that trough. Now, where we were today, there's a shit ton of bears up there. Yeah, no, that's an interesting spot to go. But you know, it, it, I'm I'm excited, and I had a few more, you know, leads on some nice bears that uh ex you know ex hunters are hunting but they don't have bear tag and uh sad for them because they yeah. went home empty-handed with a deer and they could have killed the bear <laughs> so you're telling me you would rather kill a beer a bear than a deer if if i kill a big bear yeah absolutely 100%. okay yeah right. a big bear i mean it, it takes a special bear for me to go after it, but uh, but yeah, no, I'd rather kill a bear because I'm I eat them down to the bone. I love that. I love it. That's... I mean, uh, it's my favorite. I mean, salami or anything. That's my favorite is bear salami, and I mean, for for years, I've always killed them with my bow, so. Labor Day weekend would be, I mean, it was f five years in a row. Labor Day weekend, I made salami. Really? And this year, shoved it all into the dirt. The good thing is, is Abel did kill his buck Labor Day weekend, so I at least got my hands bloody. Labor yeah. Day weekend. That, that, that's right. That's the weekend. You're right. That yeah, was that weekend. That was, I didn't know. Yeah, because yep. I, I think I took that Friday off. Yeah. Yep. You're right. So Labor Day weekend, Abel killed his buck, and uh, which was, I mean, a, a really great buck. I mean, what a nice buck. 
patience paid off for him. I'm not a patient hunter. I'm um, not either. Like I say, I, yeah. Abel I, is, and he taught me a few things, uh, or a lot of things, like, because I was like, nope, just go after him like you're a mountain lion, you know, that's how I hunt. And he said, no, 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 hold on. They don't know we're here. No, no. Every no, time I say that, they don't know we're here. You told me that today when I was going up the hill because I was a little bit scared. I spooked him when I was oh, way down low. Those dirt bike yeah. riders because they were they way. Did. I know they were guys. ways below, and you're like, I seen them. Did you see them or no? I seen them, and you're like, they're gonna freaking blow these deer out. I said, yep. those deer don't care about them. Yeah, they hear these dirt bike riders every day. Oh yeah, and they yeah they're smart, but yeah, no, it's it's a good so one. So Chad, I, you do run a guide, so you're a, you're a licensed guide in California. I am, yes, and and. I, I, I've killed. Oh, well, I shouldn't say I have, but uh, got guys on. Got guys on some of the biggest bucks, NX, NX zone for a few years now, and. Uh, but you know what's funny is like your friends draw a tag, and then you know you're not making money anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't paying you. I can't afford it. No, I'm yeah, no and I yeah. don't expect that. I mean, <laughs> no, but, you know, it, it's a hard thing because, it's like, I do it, and I I do run a guide service. Uh, Abel helps me out a lot uh, with uh, finding deer and stuff and bears and and. And that's as far as it goes. Like, I don't do any antelope. I don't do... um, Just muleys. Yeah, just muleys and, and bear. bears. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, uh, I mean, and it's... I, I'm pretty picky with who I take, you know? Like... Yeah, yeah good for you. I mean, well, you can be, and that's awesome. You yeah, know I, mean? I mean, it's like, I, I, I believe, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but in probably the last five years, we've we've killed the biggest deer out of the zone by far, if not the the top two deer out of the zone um, in the last five years. That's pretty freaking impressive. It is, and but you're not a blowhard. You don't sit here and brag. So no, uh, you no. telling me that? That's pretty awesome. That's significant. Well, last you know? year you got it that golden opportunity tag. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Abel was a big part of it, uh, a, a huge part of it. He's the biggest part of it. Uh, well, I called you because I knew you knew where the deer were. But uh, we we missed an opportunity on, which I don't even know. I don't even look at the record books, but uh, I know this buck because it ended up getting killed in Nevada. Um, this buck would have maybe been the number one or the, the top ten typical deer killed in California. And uh, we we just missed the opportunity on it, and uh, which is no big deal. But uh, uh, it ended up getting killed in Nevada. Because I told someone about it. Oh, so you you even helped on that? I, mean, I did, yeah, yeah. But I I told someone about it because they just happened to call me the 
right time and it was in nevada and i said yep go over here and there's this typical buck i mean he's big he was big <laughs> and uh they killed him that day it was they killed him christmas day i think really well but, good for them if they're hardcore enough to hunt on christmas and that's yeah not it was christmas kids. day because we killed the one on christmas eve Christmas Eve, yep. And we, then, because we were going back to look for that one, and we couldn't find him because he was already making his way to Nevada. Yeah, because yeah, they were just going through. You guys are hunting December with that golden opportunity. Yeah, we could hunt whenever we wanted to. Yeah, just, any zone, anywhere. Till the 31st, hunting. yeah. Yeah, and that, then, was, uh, that was super cool. Yeah, I don't even know, like, what I – it was like a, what, seven, eight by six or something? yeah. Well, we ended up mm-hmm. ki- shooting, and I mean, what? I mean, he's a beautiful deer. I mean, I would have shot. So the day that we were after that typical, I made this guy pass on him. Like, I am when I, I'm not joking. He's like, ready to close. He's like, I got to get my ass home for Christmas. Oh yeah, no, he was. My wife's gonna no, have my ass. So yeah, so this was <laughs> December 23rd. I made him pass on that buck. This. This non-typical, and uh, after this typical deer, and so the next day I'm like, or that night I was like, hey, hunt tomorrow morning, like just a little bit, like hunt tomorrow morning. And he was like, okay. So we went out there and found that typical or that non-typical buck, and he ended up shooting that. Abel is actually the one that found him. Um, I was in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> looked over his, the the, guy, the guy's shoulder and there it was but the day before he was like 15 yards off the road and he, i was like nope don't shoot that deer don't shoot him he was well, trying to place an order huh through that window yep <laughs> and so anyways it worked out good it was perfect like it was perfect it was yeah, perfect. no, that sounds good. Have you ever been involved in one of these golden opportunity tags before? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, I never knew there. anyone with that kind of money. I mean, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this old man, so we spotted that. When I spotted that deer, we get the old man out. Chad grabs the ice chest. He sets the ice chest down. We get that old man on the gun. The bucks looks like he's ready to take off. Take off. So, and this, how far was that shot? You ranged it, I don't remember. It's like three or four? Yeah. No, it was like 300, 350 or something. Yeah, so old man's on the gun. We got him comfortable on the ice chest. And this deer looks like it's going to run. I mean. Yeah. And this you old, tell, yeah. He only had one ridge, and then he was gone. gone. <laughs> and this old man, Texas hard shot. <laughs> he did? That's the only shot he had. And, and he got him. Oh, well, dude, dropped him right in his tracks. When I see, when we skinned that deer back, there was not a fucking hole in either ass cheek. It was right through the fucking butt hole. Yep, yeah, yeah. For you listeners that don't know, and I just heard this term for the first time, you know, the Texas heart shot, you say? Yeah, that means right through the fucking butt Right hole. through the butt. I mean, that's pretty impressive, dude. Clean. 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 I mean, like I say, I, I was looking hole. at Hallelujah Junction to put one right through the butt, but I could not do it. But, uh... That old man got it done. That's oh, yeah. impressive. Yeah. It was fun. It was a fun. That was totally yeah, that fun. was cool. You're out here in the snow. Chad tears the fuck out of his pickup going. Oh shit! Place. No, <laughs> you can't tear shit out of Toyota. I 
God, I'm a Chevrolet guy, but I tell you, I am very that impressed. That Chevrolet is not going to make it any further well, than Especially with the setup. If I get some wheels and tires on it, you'd be surprised. But I'd never no. beat my truck the way you do. But you are so, – yeah, I am I am a believer in your Japanese Toyotas. My uh, grandfather's probably rolling over in his grave me saying that, but – Hey. Well, so is my grandfather yes. and everyone But, else. I mean, I'll I tell mean, you, those, those things, that thing is amazing. It's just stock Toyota, right? You got a leveling kit on it? Well, and then lockers in it. And lockers. You got yeah. lockers. Well, a stock locker. Yeah, stock yeah, locker. It's all yeah. factory stuff and yeah. decent tires and a leveling kit, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Toyo, the, the whole key to it is Toyo M55s tires. Those, those are, I, I, I'm telling you, it's... There was a couple times yesterday when you pulled me out side by side. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. You might want to not pull me up. Get your ass up there first. And we made it up. And i very impressed by your pickup. But I screwed up last year because I made him pass on a buck. The first day, made him pass on a buck. And I'm like, no, don't shoot that buck. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no. Just let's just go on, you know. So then a few days later, I was out there hunting for another tag. And after he killed his buck. Another golden opportunity tag. Yep. So so you got two in one year? No, I didn't. He didn't have it, but someone. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying you were helping someone. Yeah. Another outfitter. uh, And I filmed this. I film this buck and I'm like, I, I, no, it's not the biggest buck I've ever seen. But Abel filmed the buck. Oh shit! Two weeks before this other guy comes up, and it was the biggest buck I've ever seen in my life. I think. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, by far. The one I found. Yep. Oh yeah, we couldn't find him again. And uh, but the second biggest buck I. Th- thing i've ever seen in my life and i wouldn't let him shoot it because he just wasn't he was narrow young young deer and and but i think it was a eight by six with cheaters like going everywhere and i was like and we had him all day long like shit right next to the road and everything <laughs> And I was like, nope, don't shoot him, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. But now looking back, I filmed him. The, the last time I saw him was for another hunt. And uh, and I filmed him. And that night it started raining and uh, never saw that buck again. And, and he was a – I mean, the – the last time I filmed him, I was like, why didn't this other guy kill that buck? Like, why did I, like, I think I made a mistake. That but, happens. He still got a good buck. He was happy. He went home with a good buck. Oh, yeah. a giant buck. He made it home for Christmas with a deer for his wife. Oh, yeah, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, it was like harem scare him. Like, he was like, I'm in trouble. Well, yeah, because yeah, he was hunting two, two three weeks. Before he came over here, at the end of the season, he was hunting up in the Alturas 
With who? There. Do you have a guide or another, just on, another guide up there? And they get him on nothing, huh? Nothing worth putting a tag on. And then we show up here, and he's like, he wants to shoot every deer there. Oh, he would ride Betty. I mean, I think there was oh. seven bucks that I that we put him on that he was like, I'm going to shoot him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Good for you guys for talking him off. Now, I'll be honest. It'll be hard well, for Well, his son, his son also told us, like, hey, my dad will shoot anything. anything. Yeah. So you guys, if he gets all happy, just keep driving by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that. The buck that he ended up killing, the day that we drove by him, like, 15 yards off the road and i was like nope and you couldn't stop the truck because he was like ready to rock yeah. and roll like he was gonna shoot it yeah <laughs> if i think if they didn't stop and look at that buck they we probably maybe maybe i could be wrong could have killed that big typical no but that typical ended up being the biggest typical killed in nevada last last year the one that you guys yeah. in nevada uh, that's a Nevada, lot of, not here. Nevada. Not here. That's it, impressive, man. Yeah. Yep. One, I think it was 192. It ended up uh, net scoring as a typical, and uh, that's a about the biggest typical deer that you'll ever find. That's, you know? And you guys, yeah, that's pretty impressive. For you guys who are still listening, by the way, because this is a waterfowl hunting podcast. Um, Fuck that waterfowl yeah. shit. <laughs> no, don't say that on this show. Um <laughs> This is cool shit. I mean, the fact that you guys literally in your crosshairs, a chance. And like I say, this is an older guy. You know, if this was yeah. a, you know, this is a, a, I don't have that kind of fucking money. But I mean, I would have chased that motherfucker down. Oh, yeah. You so know what I mean? It, it, the, you could have got it. You know what I mean? You could have shot it. You, you know, you could have shot it, Abel. Anybody could. I mean, not anybody. What I'm saying yeah. it's just, that's pretty cool that you guys even were involved in something like that is oh, what i'm saying it was cool we got that we got him to a spot that deer was smart too just like the one you went after yeah it was smart we got him to where we thought he was we yeah. had people all over down low they seen him in the bush in the mahogany and they're like all right he should be coming out we're waiting the buck he was with comes out the does he was with come out nope, not him not him we call nope. we call our guys down below they finally got the cell service and they're like Oh, he backdoored you guys. Yeah. He's already over here. <laughs> we he can, did, too. He this backdoored us. Smart box, man. Smart box. Yeah. No. No, good stuff. I mean, these deer up here, they, I don't think, they don't get hunted as hard as the D3 or D zone or B zone or A zone bucks, but uh, they, they're smart. Yeah, they sure seem to be. You just have to you. look from a long ways away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you go where you guys seem to do works. I. It's a shame I couldn't close the deal today, but no, I, it's not a shame. You don't. It's not a shame. It's hunting. It's hunting. I mean, no, that's hunting. Yeah, I don't think I did anything wrong. By the no. time you guys see me, I already snuck around that whole area. Oh. Very, you know, like a. Elmer Fudd up there. Yep, yep. Old Elmer <laughs> Fudd walking around honoring my grandfather. Yeah. I mean, it's like a prime example. Is like this year is like there was some bucks in a place that, and I, oh, Abel passed on them, and then they grew 
a lot bigger after Abel shot his buck. Well, really? Oh, yeah, they they weren't full grown. No, I mean, Abel shot his during archery season, and these bucks, there's a couple of them that just, they just continue growing. That's awesome. And uh, so, I mean, you watch them and watch them and watch them, and it's like, okay, they lose their velvet, and it's like, okay, they're not going to change their habit. But you can go up there in glass for days, and... You might see them one day. You might not see them the next day. You might see them for a week, and then all of a sudden they show back up. One whole square mile. And they're not going anywhere. They're just not where. So that 4 by 4 that that we killed this year, so we glassed from one direction, went around, and glass and glass and glass. And the small buck that was with him just happened to turn his head. I, you know, one of those luck things, you know, yeah, like yeah. where it's just like, wow, that I can't believe that happened. But a broken horn turned his head, and I saw his horn, and I'm like, oh, that's the deer that he was with, and laying underneath this rock, like completely underneath a rock. Really. I mean, all you could see was his horns, but you wouldn't have seen it if you didn't see that other buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tipped him off. That's yep. how it got him killed, yeah. And that was two bucks that that forking horn tipped off this year. And, I mean, it was a 27-inch, 3-by-3, heavy, nice buck. And and this buck that that forking horn screwed up and gave him away. <laughs> and that forking horn. Rat. That forgun horn, that three point, and that four point were together all the time. And then they just they start doing different things, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they all ended up back. That forgun horn saw it. Well, the forgun horn saw it. Abel's buck die, saw it. two other bucks die. Yeah. But, <laughs> man, they were betting on that rock cliff. Up against that rock face. Yeah. That four oh, yeah. point, he would put himself in a good spot. Mm-hmm. It, it nearly impossible to yeah. get on him. Yeah. No, there was no getting on him. Yeah, because the way he bet it, you can you couldn't not come, you couldn't come from the top of him because he's right on a rock. Like, and then oh, just, probably like a fifty foot rock cliff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Couldn't come straight at him because he'd see you because of the fires. There's nothing to block you. Yeah. You're going to be in the wide open. Yeah. So, no, it was a good year. It's, it's, it was a good year. Hopefully to, tomorrow we can make it happen Last for you. Last day, we'll see. I sure don't want to make a batch of tag soup. but Yeah. Hey, I, I, but you can put some heart. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You cooked us a nice dinner here. Yeah. You had a buddy you know, shoot some antelope out of state. We had some antelope. We're eating some uh, mule deer heart uh, gravy, you made, right? Heart gravy. Yep. Heart gravy with uh, antelope backstrap. Yeah. No, it was uh, definitely good, and we could not appreciate enough what you've done for us. For just, you know, I shouldn't say, I mean, I'm I'm nobody from nowhere. Well, that's and uh, I sure in the hell appreciate 
you letting us stay here and you know the all your i mean you saved her ass yesterday for sure <laughs> you really did no and uh you know been helping us hunt and ride no us shit i mean the thing is is like if a friend's in need well you're that kind of guy and i sure well, appreciate it and know. everyone should be that way no i agree i agree i would i wouldn't leave nobody out hanging either but i mean yeah you saved our ass and we can't appreciate enough and i think we better wrap her up, huh? Yeah. We got to go hunting in the morning, guys. Oh, yeah. It's shit. What time is it? Friggin' middle of the night. Damn, 11 o'clock. Jesus Christ. Yep. We better get off yeah, of here. Better get off here. But it's been great. Thank you so much, Thanks, Chad. John. Thank I you, Abel. It. I appreciate the hell of you letting us stay here. I appreciate you helping us hunt. And who knows? I, there might be a miracle morning tomorrow. We shall see. Absolutely. So. And hey, if anyone's listening, and once hunt next year, Sierra Backcountry guys, we'll take you out and yeah, you can find him you. on Instagram, Sierra Backcountry. Backcountry guides. But then I have a company, Sierra Backcountry Guides, and if you ever want to hunt X Zone, let me know. This is the guy to talk to. I'm telling you, this dude's legit. So I will talk to you guys sooner than you think. Later.